have a silly topic. Okay. All right. And by now, everyone everyone knows it because it's in the it's in the title. I don't know why we act like this is a big reveal every time. Okay. But uh, uh, and then you said you have a dense topic. Yeah, and just because I, man, I went down so many different avenues with this topic and that may or may not be the best decision because it means i just have my fingers in a lot of different (laughs) pies today um are you going like a little bit like conspiracy theorist no but i just there were so many things that were interesting and Mm. i couldn't stop myself uh so i talked about like all of them okay yeah great yeah, but like a sampling. Okay, I'm happy to hear it. Yeah. I'm not mad at it. Okay. I'm talking to you about pumpkin spice. I don't know why I just jumped out there. For some reason, you you didn't tell me yet what you're doing. You generally go first. We're just following, we're just following our, our deep set routine. Uh, I'm excited about that, actually. I yeah. do not know for certain... Uh, as I'm sure there are variations and different, like, I make it this way kind of pumpkin spices. But I'm curious to know what exactly is in pumpkin spice in its entirety. Yeah. You know, we're talking, okay, a, little, yeah. we're talking a little nutmeg, talking a little cinnamon. Uh, so I'm, we, we might be. I'm excited. to. I'm maybe it, very maybe it will surprise you. And using pumpkin spice blend in magic. I've never thought about that before. That could be really fun. Yeah. Fun, fun Whoa. pumpkin spice day. Okay, pumpkin spice. Uh, tell me what you're talking about. I'm talking about toads. Hell yeah! We won't I'm be so able to excited. use that audio. I know okay. how badly that it blew you out just by hearing the diminishment in my headphones. It's just like, there's no way I can fix that. <laughs> it's fine. I just got so excited. The spirit moved me. Well, and it's because I almost I, I almost stepped on a little toad. I didn't. <gasps> but the little the little top of my toe pad landed on his little back and it felt all soft and, and like fleshy and it was just a tiny baby toad and i was just like whoa little toad because it had already crossed my path once and it was crossing back again and i was gonna talk about a spider because i had this did i tell you (laughs) did i tell you about the spider incident you sent me a video that thing was banging that thing was racking out i've never had anything like that happen i've never seen anything like that happen I'm going to tell it so abridged because I was originally going to talk about spiders, but then I thought about it and I was like, if I talk about another spider again so soon, I feel like after the last time I talked about it, people are going to start leaving us. Uh, But I was (laughs) intending to talk about. uh, Yeah. uh, You know, those big uh, black and yellow garden spiders. That's what we call them here. Like they've got the zigzag web that they sit on. They get fucking huge. They look like scolotillas like, from fucking. They do look like scolotillas. They yeah, they're yeah. they're awesome, and they have the split legs, like the two on the top. You know, kind of like they have them, like to where they like point upwards and downwards. You know, like the upper the four and the lower four leg formation the, of spiders, and very shiny. They're very glossy, mm-hmm. which to me are the freakiest spiders. And, and I am still very much. They get angry. Mm-hmm. They get defensive. I have never seen this before, <laughs> and I'm still. A long way to go in my arachnophobia journey. So this, Mm. this tested me. This was hard. 
And so I opened the back door to go onto the the screened in porch because it feed Dante. And of course, as every single time I have to deal with a giant insect or bug or spider or anything, Hunter's gone and he can't deal with it. I have to deal with it. It's like a personal fucking quest. And so it is. And it felt like one. And so I opened the door to go feed Dante and I promptly fling his little scoop of food everywhere because in my face apparently and i don't know how hunter just waltzed past this thing i guess he was just so excited to go fishing he just had his eyes on the prize you know yeah but i opened the door maybe he's trying Mm. to help you in your journey maybe he saw it that'll be good for her i sent him the video and he just sent back i don't know how i missed that and i was like me fucking either because i opened the door and this thing is like face height right there and like y'all these guys get big these garden spiders get big and this gal is healthy and she has strung webs across the door like a goddamn halloween decoration Mm -hmm. and is in my face and so food goes everywhere and i had to rush past her just as instinct because closing the door seemed worse and so i just kept kept moving forward and got a side of and then i was like fuck now i have to like go back inside and so this started this whole storyline of me being like forgetting she was there because my brain would block it out until i had to reopen the door see her again flip out and deal with this all over again and then the last time this happened this was the third and final time i was about to go for a walk in the woods and it might seem like overkill but i always bring a hip knife when i go walk in the woods just because sure. people let their fucking like crazy like packs of dogs and shit walk it's just i don't like the idea just kind of walk up Uh, yeah which it is just we've just had a lot of feral animals of people because that's a common thing in the country for people to just like dump animals and then they get starving and feral and so i always anyway i just bring something that wouldn't probably have to kill anything but it's like listen if i have give you a little poke you're gonna run away from this you know Mm. and I didn't have my knife on. I was like, fuck. And then I look back and she's on the door. And I'm like, oh, (laughs) no. And at this point, I had exited that. And I was on the screened in porch at first. And for the first time, because she was sick. She was sick of me. She was sick of me by this point. Because I'd opened the the third time I'd opened and shut the door. And she was now living there. And I kept breaking her webs. And she keep remaking them. And I turned to look at her. And I was still on the screened in porch. And she started the the shaking and i it it broke every bit of progress that i've made in my spider journey dude it was a game changer and i was just looking at her do it and then like i took a step closer and that was when i sent you that video and you can see at the end of the video she ramps it up because i take one more step closer and she i've never seen a spider the size of my fucking palm as you said fucking rocking out because that's what it looks like it it looks like um it looks like somebody, you know what it looks like? It looks like that part in Lord of the Rings where Frodo gets stuck inside of Shelob's web and he mm. tries to get a sword and he's trying to get out. That's what it looks like. She was so aggressive. And I was looking at her and I was like, I'm going to have to relocate you. You can't live here, obviously. <laughs> this is an issue. And so by this point, I'd walked out into the decking and I was really trying to get my wits together. And I was like, fuck, fuck, fuck. Like, okay, all right, we're going to have to move the spider. If I'm going to go for a walk, 
we're gonna have to move this spider. That's like the trade off because I wanna I wanna g- get my get my shit, and I I can't go inside without irritating this ginormous ass spider again. I'm gonna have to move her. So I took five minutes making that decision, just standing frozen, dude. Fro- like I complete freeze, <laughs> just standing on my porch, staring glazed into mm. the woods, just mm. processing this. And then I was like, okay, okay. And so I go into the screened-in porch, and I look at her, and she starts shaking <laughs> on her web. And I'm frozen again for five more minutes, just staring at her like – and I'm covered. I feel at this point – it is such an anxiety response. I feel like my crown is wanting to open up like a banana peel, but like with creepy <laughs> freezing feelings. Like yeah. it was – my whole body was like, why are you doing this? Your skin get away. was trying to get away. Yeah. But it was like I could not I, – I was going to have to go back into my house at some point. Like, I have to get back inside, <laughs> and I can't keep fucking with this spider, because she's just going to get angrier and angrier at me, and I'm not okay with that. <laughs> I love and that, like, very she's just scary, getting fed the fuck up with you. She is, and I feel bad for her, you know? And so, I, all right, I'm standing there, and I've made another five frozen minutes of being like, okay. And I decided in my frozen five minutes, I'm going to pick <laughs> up the big response. deck. the big deck brush we have like a big deck brush that we use for leaves and whatnot and when we like scrub the all of the decking it's big it's like one of those big ones you know and it's got a long stick on it Mm. are you telling me that after all of this after all of these stories and all of these happenings and all of the fucking debate and talk you still haven't gotten the bug grabber no no but bro i don't think it would have it would have she would have laughed at the bug grabber there's no fucking way she was huge. She would have extended would have all of her legs out at once and opened it up. Like yeah. she, there's no way. And she would have caught you inside I, of it. So I'd spent a collective probably 10 minutes in freeze response in two different parts of the porch at this point. Great. I've, made, I've chosen my, my tool of choice. It's the deck brush and it's by my feet and I pick it up. And here's the problem because the core issue of all of this is I'm barefoot. It makes it so much worse. It changes the whole psychological aspect of dealing with this spider. All the whole time, all I could think of was I wish I had my boots on. Can't tell you why, but it was just all I could think about because it's like if she falls and crawls across my fucking feet, I'm going to black out. I'm going to black out. I don't think I'm going to handle it because I'm already like redlining at this point and i pick up the broom she's shaking and i take another five minutes at least holding this broom looking at her planning like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna i just gotta walk up forward i'm gonna turn this broom on its side i'm gonna i'm gonna lift her up onto it hope that she doesn't immediately crawl down the pole to my hands (laughs) and (laughs) yeah 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 Oh, just fast as fuck, boy. Just... Oh, but dude, you know what the most interesting thing was? So I, I finally just, I rem- just in my brain was like, now. It's got to be now. It's got to be now yeah. because I'm going to have to do this no matter what. And I just started forward. I hooked her off the door. She was fine. But what the interesting part, the moment of walking to the door, hooking her off of her web and carrying her off to like where she could crawl off was so chill. Mm. It was so calm and like everything came together. But then the moment I saw her crawl off of that broom and I've never seen one not in a web all spread out how big they are on the ground. All of that calm beauty just disintegrated (laughs) immediately. And 
I went inside and I spent about two minutes just leaning against a wall, shaking against a wall, just like feeling my crown opening up like a banana peel. Yeah, you had to go numb. You had to you had to it, just fucking disconnect for a minute. It was so intense, dude. And so then I went for a walk afterward because I fucking earned it and mm-hmm. was thinking like, oh, I'll talk about a spider. I'll talk about a spider. And the whole time I was like, I did just talk about brown recluses not that long ago. And then I, I, I almost stepped on a toad. And I looked down <gasps> and I saw this little toad and I was like, oh, okay then. So I'm talking about toads today. Yeah. Aw. <laughs> yeah. What a sweetie. I like that he came to rescue you in your in your hour of need. I mean, dude, like I I I'm proud of myself, but I have a headache now just recounting that story. Like it, it she was a big angry gal. And I I did what I I did what I could, but okay. she she was like a real big mommy spider and it was oh, intimidating. Yeah. You yeah. should uh put that video up on facebook i i probably will i'll post it in the coven coven we hadn't hit our porch with a web brush in like a month and living down in a creek bed if we don't do that it looks like we live in a swamp cabin but i'll put it up in the i'll put it up in the coven (laughs) i don't really give a shit (laughs) patreon content yeah like it's like i was rewatching the the video because it's been so fucking hot dude like the last thing i want to do when it's 105 degrees is go sweep goddamn webs out of my deck porch that's full of wasps right now and so i've just not but i did i watched that video and it was kind of like one of those things you know when you see something in video you're like oh god i've got to like i've got to get on that (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's kind of like listening to yourself when you do a podcast you're like do i really fucking say all this much yeah do i say you know as much as i fucking obviously say you know wow you know because i caught that in cushiel's dart like that mm. was one that i've never noticed before until re-listening to the cushiel's dart simp cap i was like holy shit i say that uh, constantly yeah you know yeah you know um if you it know. helps i haven't really picked up on that good like good. from an outside well i was gonna say from an outsider i guess i'm not an outsider but you know what i mean um mm-hmm. wow okay all right, so we're going to talk about toads. I love toads. Toads are little sweeties. I will freak out if one jumps on me. Oh, I like a little toad. They're soft. I mean, okay, we're going to get into the reasons of maybe why you shouldn't handle a bunch of toads uh, and yeah. things like that, but because okay. uh, they can make some people have reactions. Um, but I think toads are so cute. They're such little chonkers. I love their oh, yeah. big, empty, glossy black eyeballs and their little turned down mouths. Empty I just head. think they are portly portly and precious i just love them to death full of nothing thinking about snacks all the time thinking about snatching them bugs out of the air bro that's all they care about and they help us in that regard only snack yeah Uh, their head is too busy being full of their fucking long tongue to think about anything else (laughs) (laughs) i i one of my favorite things is to watch like fail videos of frogs uh it started when i came across a video on youtube called like uh fuck i forget i wish i could maybe i'll find it and link it but um it was like the the most ill-equipped uh a failure of evolution or something like that but it's this one toad that it's just amazing it's amazing that it is still alive like first of all can't catch shit also when it jumps it doesn't have like a certain thing on the inside of its body 
you know, I don't know what it is, but it's like some kind of thing to keep it afloat and like have it know where it's going. So it just sort of wildly jumps into the ether and like lands on its face every single time. That and they it? play these slow motion clips of this little fucker just failing to do anything. And it's the sweetest and I love it, but I'll, I'll see if I can find it. Um, <laughs> speaking of videos, uh, I uh, came across a couple of like pumpkin spice defense videos right uh and we've talked about this god macy i think it was like our it's like one of our fourth fourth fifth sixth episodes yeah early way back yeah we had a session of bitching talking about why all the hate you know and uh let people have their thing let people have their thing, you know, and and our general distaste for basic when it's, you know, used in a serious term, because like jokingly, I think it's fine. It's just, you know, it's all fun and games and whatever. Be like, oh, it's kind of, you know, I, I do you know the uh, the role for sandwich guy? I don't um, think so. Oh, he's okay. He's this little cutie and he has this series called Roll for Sandwich and he basically has a, a set of dice and he rolls roll for bread one through six rolls a d6 it's like all these different choices for bread, okay right? you so you build your sandwich by Builds the roll of the sandwich. dice yeah 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 and and there's some wild you know it can get wild and um and gross uh, however he had one the other day where is this pretty normal sandwich and he had tomatoes on it but then he does this thing called wild magic which is like kind of a rando ingredient and he got pumpkin spice. So he like sprinkled it with the pumpkin spice. And he's like, that's a little weird, but it at, le- at least it'll cut the acidity of the tomatoes because tomatoes are a- acid and pumpkin spice is basic. And it, it, he just said it like very flat like that. And I was like, <laughs> that's funny. That's an okay. Yeah. You, you, yeah. That's a pass. But just the rampant hating on. And then I think it even like gets into like weird sexism but like we won't have to go there but like yeah anyway but we we all we all know it but we all know you know hopefully but um yeah anyway i'm not i'm not here to rehash that although my blood is starting to tingle <laughs> um <laughs> i i did come across a um uh, a video of of someone or actually i think we've probably all seen something like this at some point i've seen a few of them now that's like the uh the ingredients in pumpkin spice is like clove, cinnamon, nutmeg. These are all things that keep away negativity and evil. So keep that in mind the next time you hear someone say they don't like it, you know. Um, <laughs> Just be which, drinking your pumpkin spice, looking at them and being like, oh, I bet you don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just I have a protective aura against demons. Um, <laughs> and and I think probably and, and that's kind of. I don't know. I've just seen more defense for pumpkin spice this year than I have in a long time. And I was like, you know what? Let's strike while this iron's hot. Let's jump on that content train. And sometimes you just need to lean in to something of a new season. Like after what we've been through with the summer that we have Uh had, like we have really been put through actual fucking hell. Like the trees are dying. From what we have been through. Like 45 fucking days at like 105 with no rain. Yeah. We have Not boiled. losing their leaves. Dying. Like, you know how they're we just dying. locally like, say dying. But they're, we have like, lost so many this year. Yeah. So many. And uh, it's just nuts. And so it's like, if I want to put on a motherfucking chunky sweater, even when it's still 85 degrees and drink a goddamn <laughs> pumpkin spice, even though I don't always love pumpkin spice that much, yeah. I'm going to fucking do it because it's saying we made it. 
We're close. You know, like this hellishness is over. And it's like, that's a whole other element. It's like, sometimes it's just about being excited that it's fucking fall. You know, yeah. and it's just one of the the harbingers of fall is that pumpkin spice taste. And I'll usually have one or two. And I'm like, that was pretty delicious. And then I'll move on. But I, you, I, you best believe I'm having me like them early preemptive early fall pumpkin spices. It's just oh yeah, part of it for me. And, and that's the thing for me is it is always an early decision because to me it is much less the the – reveling in the taste because when it comes to seasonal treats i am much more a uh, uh peppermint girly than i am a pumpkin spice girly but uh i also think that p- pumpkin spice is so broad and we'll get into that like in in its mixture like if you're making it at home and even the differences yes. between each like brand yes um, there it, are big differences with that huge differences and i guess uh you know what we can go ahead and and jump in uh since since we're kind of already there if that's okay. With yeah. Are you going to, do we have a, do we have a patron? We do. Today's Patreon, the pumpkin spice Patreon, the Patreon toad is indeed. Well, oh. Depending on how you feel about toads. I would love to be. Toads are great. Toad. Toads are beautiful. Yeah. Uh, is dedicated to this episode. It's for you. Kyla P. Okay. Sing us right. on about what, pumpkin spice. I, I know what we're doing. I just gotta mm. I gotta stick it in. What was it? Okay. Kyla P? Kyla P. Okay. And I promise you I will treat you well, my sweet angel. Kyla P. <laughs> oh my god, the toadies. Do you wanna die? Oh. Do you want to die? <laughs> so fucking good. So goddamn Dude, good. If you guys have not put on uh, Possum Kingdom by the Toadies, listen, you got to be into like 90s grunge-esque, I guess. Uh, the whole album Rubberneck by the Toadies is fucking oops it's all good. bangers, first of all. It's good. Yeah. But... It's particularly possum. Put it on real loud. Learn the words. Scream it as loud as you can the next time you're in a car. It is so good. Dude, it kills. Fucking. And you get the full range because you get the nice, like, kind of like, make up your mind. Kind of starting off low. And then it's just him fucking. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Holy hell. It's so great. And is it about vampires? What's it about? Tell me it's not about vampires. I don't care what the band says. Yeah. Tell me it's not about yeah. vampires. I mean, Listen it, it kind of sounds like it when he's, you know, when he's talking about it. Yeah. Because yeah. he's talking about. You will stay young and beautiful forever. Yeah. You'll stay as beautiful. With dark hair. Yeah. Come on. And soft skin. Forever. Yeah, forever. Dude, listen to Possum Kingdom. I mean, you probably already have. It's kind of a song that a ton of people know. But if you yeah, haven't yeah, listened to it in a song. while, throw it on again and give it a rehash. And if you're that. like one of these, you know, kids who are reliving the 90s and you weren't like really there for it and you want to live like the realness, get you like a fucking rubberneck t-shirt. Wear that. Yeah. With your yeah. Gen yeah. Z, go I don't know, go chains. deeper. Go go deeper than just wearing like the fucking like Nirvana shirt. Get you a goddamn toady shirt. A toady shirt. And then shirt. it's like, yeah. holy shit, that's yeah, like yeah, a deep yeah. cut. Yeah. 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 What's, what's, yeah. what's some like deep cut 90s? <laughs> like, 
I did see Where? something the other day that was really funny to me that they were like, you can't buy tickets for the NSYNC tour if you did not listen to them on hit clips. And I was like, that's oh. exclusive. But like, it just made me think of hit clips. And I was like, whoa, hit, hit clips. clips. Brother, I have seen advertisements recently for uh, toothbrushes and, and maybe like lollipops. I remember I those. Okay. I remember the toothbrushes that played the songs. The thing is, when I'm seeing these advertised, and it's usually on like TikTok shop or whatever, uh, they are acting as if they are new inventions. And yeah. listen, I'm not trying. Well, to did I tell you about the kids? The kids not knowing about the what's the whole Nickelback? backstory of Nickelback? Yeah, yeah they don't know. Uh, 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 they don't know uh, about the meme. They just I can't think that. I, I will never forget that moment. I was talking to and a, a really. Great girl. I really, and I was just, she was talking about, she's got a great taste in music. I was listening to a playlist she had built. It was really good. And we were talking about Nickelback. Mm. And she was talking about like how, like, they're popular now. Like, her friends, like, are going to their shows. And I said, that's just so wild considering, like, the past 12 years of the attitude towards them. And she looked at me with dead seriousness and was like, what are you talking about? And I felt it was an absolute, get off the road. Like, immediately. I was just like, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. where do i start what yeah, yeah, yeah shooketh yeah. um but you know what good for them they're having they're having a whole the youth it, are exploring good uh good on them for it i'm gl- I'm glad for it you know uh all right that's all i got we're, hun- <laughs> we're like 110 percent gonna have to put like actual content starts at timestamp because we're 30 oh, minutes yeah. into this nonsense that's okay yeah. that's okay we're, this is one of the episodes that we're not getting any new listeners. This is for the OGs. Hi, guys. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about pumpkin spice. Um, I am ready. Uh, ready or butthole for the pumpkin spice. Whoa. You can. Uh, that burn. <laughs> it will definitely burn. Listen. So as we know, pumpkin spice, it is in modern day associated with the beginning of fall. At least here in North America. I am interested to hear uh, from you guys outside of North America how pumpkin spice is viewed. If, if it exists, like, do you guys have the uh, the PSL out there? That pumpkin spice latte? Uh, mm. y- you know, is it that big of a deal? Um, I-, I don't know. I don't know. I, I assume so in... The northern hemisphere, probably at least to some degree. Maybe it's not like a huge deal. Uh, I assume that Starbucks is going to have the PSL probably everywhere. Who knows? Shrug. But like, I can't imagine it's like big right now in the southern hemisphere. Maybe I'm dumb. But uh, anyway, yeah. it is. It's not really what you think of. I wouldn't want to drink pumpkin spice. In like on, the start of summer or the start of yeah, spring, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I can't tell you why other than just conditioning. Well, but I can tell also you pumpkins why. are a fall crop. A lot of yeah, these are fall. Exactly. Like, pumpkins are a fall thing. So, I mean, yeah, there is that. Didn't think well, about that everything, everything in pumpkin spice is very fall and winter uh, associated because it is typically a blend of cinnamon, nutmeg, ginger, cloves sometimes allspice which we have done an episode on however it can also contain uh cardamom mace and vanilla so there's not a real recipe for 
there's not like a universal standard recipe for this spice blend because at the end of the day, a pumpkin spice is a spice blend with no actual pumpkin in it to be found. Uh, there's not like dried up ground pumpkin. There's not pumpkin essence. Um, it's kind of like, you know, pumpkin pie filling doesn't actually have pum- pumpkin in it. It's like usually squash mixed with pumpkin spice. Um, it's, uh, oop. excuse me. Your hair ever just randomly fall down and bump into the mic? It's pretty fun. Uh, not anymore, but it used to. <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah 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 there, there's not like a set recipe so like we talked about there's wide range of pumpkin spice and i mean of course your pumpkin spice latte is going to taste different from place to place uh but also these oh my god the, just the absolute i don't know why Pap smear was the first thing that came to my mind. Whoa. I meant to say like absolute buttload of pumpkin spice things, but like the absolute uh, just tons of pumpkin spice things everywhere. Like, yep. Cookies, muffins, desserts. I think it's Trader Joe's that has like a whole aisle of like pumpkin spice stuff around this time. And some Mm -hmm. of it seems pretty experimental sometimes you've got your classics like listen to me if you tell me hey this is a pumpkin spice cupcake i'm like okay yeah i know what to expect but sometimes it's like here's a pumpkin spice gnocchi and you're like "Mm." Mm -hmm. okay it would depend on the sauce yeah you're like i would really depend on the sauce there yeah yeah yeah. but i love a gnocchi i do love a gnocchi i'll eat anything no okay (laughs) stanley tucci Stanley Tucci. I thought about that the other day. Out of the depths of my brain, I just heard Stanley Tucci. And it just stayed with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it was because it was around this time that we. Anahatas. Yeah. 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 Uh, So, like I said, yeah, it it doesn't have any actual pumpkin in it, um, but it got associated with pumpkins because of boop boop scrolling down it has roots in indigenous american uh in i wrote indigenous american roots but then i said roots in indigenous american so i almost said it has roots in indigenous american roots it was a real austin powers thing when he's like allow myself to introduce myself myself (laughs) uh however pumpkins being cultivated in North America for thousands of years, right? Uh, pumpkin used in roasts and stews. Also, using what is available locally at the time. So we have things like cinnamon and nutmeg. Nutmeg was, dude, nutmeg was fucking huge for like early colonial America, right? Obviously before that, but like, the white dudes got here and like had fucking uh, nutmeg and it blew their sacks off. Because yeah, if you, if you look at these like early American cookbooks or what are called early American cookbooks, which is just the slander, come on. But like nutmeg is in everything. It's in everything to a disgusting degree. And I like, excited. I like nutmeg. Um, I do. I love nutmeg. I'm a nutmeg bitch. You give me that long scrapey thing and give me a, a nut and I'll scrape that shit on there. I'll scrape it so good. But uh, they're mm. putting it like in eggs and shit. And like, uh, 
Uh, they were probably just so fucking rock hard for flavor. For some kind of flavor. But it was in everything. It just uh, I'm, I would like to maybe start a weird nutmeg thread over on our Facebook. There is a... Uh, uh, I, I'm really into like historical cooking YouTube for yeah. some reason. And there's one uh, Townsend, I think it's Townsend's and Sons who do like living history. And I'm a uh, big living history nerd, but yeah. uh, they kind of got, they noticed them and like their viewers were like, Oh, there's nutmeg and everything. Everything has nutmeg that they even named it like the nutmeg tavern when they do like these little tavern episodes. And, um, Anyway, there's a bunch of cookery books that I'd like to, like, plunge over. There's the weird, weirdest nutmeg nightmare, please. Anywho, <laughs> uh, so that was uh, obviously available here. Also, the cinnamon. However, when those dudes came over here and began the colonization, they brought their own spices, uh, but also their own, like, hunger for spices you know what i mean so instead of just like hey let's roast a pumpkin and put like a little cinnamon and nutmeg on it because they're complementary flavors that are available at the same time it was like let's take this and let's put our entire weight of cinnamon and clove into it and blast yeah. off because uh, like they had never bomb. tasted never tasted anything before besides what water what's the color of of white a sea seawater? I don't know, man. Um jeez. That sounds so bad. <laughs> the thought of drinking sea like one, you don't need to, of course. But uh -huh. like the thought of having to drink seawater is so upsetting. Yeah. I would not want to. Do you think that they did it though because they were just like, wow, this tastes like something? Um, Probably anyway. not, because generally you don't drink the seawater. I mean, yeah, but like for a party, like for as a treat. <laughs> as you know, like as a treat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just feel like getting a little dehydrated today. I don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mix that with like, a, like do you know, like a like a shot of seawater in in your yeah, put it in your marg. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Get all of that like sunscreen and like uh, a tourist. Get you kiss. some good Gulf of Mexico water yeah. oh! and put it in your margarita. <laughs> Silty. <laughs> it's got a good oil sheen on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be great. Mm. Mm, it's got dead fish bones in it, baby. <laughs> okay. Uh, so let's see. Where were we? Where were we? Okay. So as uh, cuisine evolved, uh, pumpkin-based dishes uh, began to become synonymous with this spice blend. Leading to the term pumpkin spice, uh, which was apparently uh, coined in the 19th century. I couldn't find like an exact date for that, but we do have uh, evidence of pumpkin spice uh, going back to this time. All right. So the popularity of the pumpkin of pumpkin spice uh, during like this time of year, it's not exactly a new thing. <clears throat> However, it has had a surge within the past like 20 years uh, within non-food items. We're talking your candles. We're talking your Bed Bath & Beyond, like pumpkin walk to remember spice or whatever. Because, you know, the, they always have like weird fuck off names. Um, and uh, 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 what else? What else? What else? Room air fresheners. And what else Ooh. is pumpkin spice, dude? Toothpaste? Yeah, you do. Ah, uh, probably. <laughs> I wouldn't cereals. want it. Uh, yeah, you do get a lot of cereals. 
Really, any baked good. You know what my what you know what my favorite pumpkin spice thing is. Period. Yeah. Like bar yeah. none. Yeah. Is a pumpkin spice roll. What's you know, like the ones spice? that's like at the icing in the middle oh! and it's rolled, the pinwheel ones, yeah, you know, yeah, that you cut and then you've got like yeah. the icing swirl, mm. like the pumpkin roll is fucking mm. it with cream cheese icing tits. I think tits. mine is like a pumpkin spice coffee cake, but it could just be because I love coffee cake so much. I do. That I crust. do love a coffee cake. Yeah. Give me that crumbly, yeah. crumbly crust. Dude, a coffee cake at like tea time. At like 3 p.m. Oh. with like a good cup of tea, like black tea with milk yes. or some coffee is yeah, rejuvenating. Yeah, yeah. You're a brand new person. Oh, yeah. And especially again, once again, around this time of year, because it is so uh, it brings about these these elements within this are bring about warmth. And there's a depth they're very heating them. Yeah, they're heating. And in a way that we don't necessarily just love at the heat of summer. Listen to me, you give me like pumpkin spice something in August, and I kill you. Um, well, even I and again, I'm still very much a novice here. But even when you look at it, like Ayurvedically, like you don't generally put a bunch of heat on top of heat, especially if you're pitta predominant, like, right. and you're already gonna have that Is extra that fire. Uh, who? Landed the yes. Head. How quickly, I, dude! Were I forgot. <laughs> I all of those fucking farmers the out. Slander. Oh. Uh-huh. The red. Yes, yes. Land in the red. Uh, and so, no. Generally, you don't want to put more heat on heat. Your focus is to 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 cool a little bit. Now, again, you get a little change in that sometimes with certain spices to help induce cooling of the body, and sure. some spices help with digestion. Uh, but generally, like something like that, which is which is such a heating combo. Yeah, I would think is counterintuitive when it comes to controlling the uh, like elemental balance of fire in the body during a hot yeah. time. Yeah. Plus, putting heat on heat. For some people, I've heard, I don't, I can't speak to it, not me or anything. Give some people the shits. Just being too hot? Nah. Um, let me go turn on my uh, <laughs> my light switch because my computer's not charging. Give me a sec. Oh, one of them good switches. Uh, I, and I, I keep forgetting because I'm not used to it yet. BRB. Okay. All right. So all of that aside, the reason that we're seeing this spike, from what I can tell, is nostalgia based because tell me that it's not a nostalgic feeling now listen here we had the birth of the psl the pumpkin spice latte at least in the way that it was like a named thing so uh, anyway the psl was introduced by Starbucks. you're killing me with the acronym or like the abbreviate the the three PSL. letter what is that yeah. called uh I, abbreviation acronym yeah thank you yeah i am um, it's it's every single time i just feel myself yeah. shocked for some reason <laughs> yeah you're right yeah yeah uh that was premeditated baby the psl mm. was introduced by starbuck starbucky s bucks in 2003 so i guess happy 20th birthday um wow however we i right However, we are seeing uh, this spike of of pumpkin spice things, or at least very like fall and even things that aren't necessarily called pumpkin spice, but it's just called like fall odor candle. Question. <laughs> so they did the pumpkin spice latte, 
Yeah. But that doesn't mean they invented pumpkin spice. No, 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 no. They did not uh, invent pumpkin spice. However, I just feel like when we're talking pumpkin spice, I would They mass commercialized pumpkin to, spice to, yeah, in to not the more household the, way, perhaps. Yes, yes, yes. Because, um, I mean, honestly, what's the first thing that comes to your mind when you hear pumpkin spice? I, I For me, you, anyway, you, That latte. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like, like oh, latte. it's back, you know. Um, yeah. Like the McRib, when you hear about it. You know what time it is. Yeah, but uh, I don't do know how I'm going to have one this time because I've completely I've completely dropped off of non cold brew coffee, and I feel like I've got to find a well. Holy shit, we've got ooh ooh. We're actually going to be talking about the perfect solution for that. Not this week, but we've got a sponsor coming up that I just realized I, um, is the solution. Yeah, uh, I can't I, wait I, for that. I was done with these notes, like done and dusted, and I realized that the perfect sponsor to go along with this is not this episode but what next yeah uh i was actually they're they're coming very soon i was a little Uh, mad at myself yeah because this is perfect yeah (laughs) yeah yeah. Uh, but uh, no, but we've got tuned. coffee spawns coming yeah. soon, uh, and there may or may not be a little pumpkin spice roast uh, that you can get your hands on, uh, roasted from a friend of the show. A friend of the uh, show and a witch? Yeah. And a witch. Y'all met her. This, Some of y'all met her up at Anahata's. So we've got a whole bean making beans. Name. Oh, yeah. Beans roasting beans. Beans ro- Oh, bean. Oh, my God. We should have the bean roast. Yeah, and it's like a roast. We, we roast each other. We just we just sit around and roast. Dude, each other. everybody can just roast us. Yeah. Come yeah, at me. Yeah. Let me oh, have God. it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, listen. It's a roast, but you have to pick something that's off limits. <laughs> I don't even want to yeah, tell anyone we... what my off limits are. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay, it's off limits, but you can't talk about this, this, that, or that. <laughs> <laughs> great solid roast good it can only be a nice roast. roast yeah 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 just compliments please you, you know actually if we could just sit in some big chairs and oh god uh, see guys... roast me i'm so much more comfortable being roasted than <laughs> sitting in a chair being showered with compliments that makes me want to scream <sighs> uh yeah no 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 that that idea actually like um I feel like I shut my eyes and I saw the Big Bang. I was very uncomfortable. Like, I went to the beginning of time uh, because I yeah. cringed so hard. Because I yeah. can't take a compliment. Like, and you guys know, if you've met us and if you've said anything nice to and or about us or the show, that we were just like, oh, no! <laughs> Dude, I fucking bombed in front of the Newkirks. Like, I tanked. Okay. I folded like a cheap suit. I didn't know like, if we were going to talk about it or not. <laughs> I, there's not much to say. And we, it's probably not we, as bad as I think this, it was. Can this be a Patreon story on our next bonus episode? Sure. Oh, yeah, speaking can... of, of of Patreon, you guys, we do have a live coming up. Hold on. Let me let me get my little calendar out here. Uh, we do have a live coming up this Friday, September 2023. It's the 22nd at 6 p.m., uh, for our Patreons Facebook Live. But here's the thing. We're doing something a little special because the 20 seconds, this is the day before the fall equinox. It's the day before May, Maybun, I, I guess. Um, Mabon, Maybone. Yeah. Uh, and Maybon. we wanted to do something a little special. We wanted to talk about this with you guys. We're going to like all together craft 
some type of fall ritual that we can all do, set yeah. a time, and we're going to do like a little group spell with, with the patrons. And we're, we'll we're all planning ahead for once. Yeah, yeah. We'll get it all settled in, in the chat. And yeah. then that way, the next day, we will all be doing it at the same time. And um, we can feel that collective collective buzz of energy. Yeah. Uh, I do want to say, before we scoot on, I want to say to Ruth, Ruth, I know you're out there. I know that you're listening. The Newkirks loved your shawl that you made like i wore it to the show and they both commented on it and thought it was beautiful and i wanted to tell you that ruth like it was very like the beauty was seen and i was just like i actually uh i hid in that shawl at one point when hunter brought up the podcast but i'm not going to get into that (laughs) i just i died we have to tell that soon. Oh, God, uh, yeah. I, it, I failed. And anyway, the, the go funny, on. The funniest thing about it to me is, uh, I believe it was Kimothy you said that pointed out that if they did go and like go, you, like look it up, the first episode was you talking about them. No, I know. No, we were walking off the stage, off the stage, and Hunter had just really like did a sweet thing and entered. I wasn't. I was. I was too afraid. Like I looked at him before we even went up there, and I just said like. Hunter, I don't know what to say. I've never experienced this before. Like meeting heroes of this level. I was like, Hunter, I can't grasp thoughts. What do I do? And so he was just like, he brought the show up, but we were walking off and I looked at him and I was like, Hunter, the first thing they're going to see is the unbinding. And I didn't even tell him. I just (laughs) walked away because my brain exploded. And that was the perfect end to be like, by the way, we did like a great, uh, or we didn't do a great, but you know, like we talked about the film on the last, no, didn't, didn't even make that connection. Just walked away and then realized, (laughs) oh no, that's the first thing they're going to see. And I just, God. Bro, I bet it was <sighs> not nearly. They were as the bad. sweetest. They were the sweetest, sweetest, sweetest people. No, probably not. But for me, I I have never floundered so hard in my life. And <laughs> <laughs> it was a shock. Anyway. Oh no. We'll get into it. Um, okay. Wow. Uh so yeah, by the 19th century <laughs> we're seeing cookbooks. <laughs> Feature, uh, featuring what we know as pumpkin spice blends uh, or like a standardized pumpkin spice blends blend, meaning in recipes by the 19th century, when we're looking at the ingredients, we're no longer seeing go and gather your cinnamon, your nutmeg, your allspice, your clove. We're just seeing half a teaspoon of pumpkin spice blend. So it's getting it's it's making a name for itself. And in the 20th century, which surprises me that it was this late, but in the 20th century, pre-made pumpkin spice blends hit the market. Um, Excuse me. And today it is a quintessential flavor in North American fall cuisine. But I want to talk about the mundane uses of pumpkin spice. So besides elevating your baked goods uh, and your your beverages which by the way there's so many out there more than the psl listen the psl is fine and good and dandy but listen you ever had like chai tea you ever had, like, I, a, I do love a chai tea yeah, uh, chai tea you're killing me every time you say PSL, too, because yeah. all I hear is heading down the PCH, but it's PSL on that <laughs> Malibu line, or however it goes. I need to re-listen to Bronco if I can't remember the melody of that song, but I it's all I hear about is at a time. You're welcome. Um, yeah. 
You ever put some P.S. inside of a hot chocolate? Perhaps a smoothie? You can add that P.S. to a lot of stuff. You can add it to your breakfast. Make you some... Listen, you ever had pancakes with cinnamon? Pancakes with cinnamon is titties. Just full stop. Not even pumpkins, but just pancakes with cinnamon. You ever had pancakes with cinnamon, dude? (laughs) Shit, dog. (laughs) Like, elevate it with some P.S. You know, put a little... You can even get that P.S. whipped cream. Or that PSWC, if you will, uh, and then like put it wow. on your pancakes, and then dust some PS on top of that PSWC. Mm. I would also say the PSCC, which is that PS cream oh, cheese, okay, um, okay. which is so easy to make. Whip you mm. up some PSCC, yeah. Throw that, throw that down on literally anything, yeah. And would you're you good said to go. cream cheese, yeah. Okay, but listen, what about that PSCC, as in cheesecake? Well, hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure. I've yeah. even I even saw someone uh, make a, a little seasonal snack where they dusted it on top of their popcorn. And I'm like, huh. I guess if you're into like a kettle corn, like a sweet, I bet pet kettle corn with the PS on top of it might slap. I love, I've just, re- I've done reg- like cinnamon on fresh popcorn like kettle corn and it slaps oh yeah never thought about it i put black pepper on kettle corn and it makes me come i don't do that on kettle corn i'll do that on butter corn but when you open that bag and it's still moist and kind of adherable throw some cinnamon in there pinch the bag shut and shake it Mm. slaps yeah 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 really good you know it just it just this whole time there's low-key an element of like being excuse me i don't want to say embarrassed or like ashamed but like recognizing the hate for ps and that it's like this basic thing you know but when you break it down what we got we got cinnamon we all know lord and savior my boy uh nutmeg ginger cloves and i think individually we can all be like oh i fucking love cinnamon i fucking love nutmeg or whatever right if you do but combining it all and calling it pumpkin spice uh you know if you just changed the name of it to like uh winter blend spice or something like that it feels like it would Mm. be less hated upon but listen we're gonna talk more mundanely we're gonna get into some health benefits of pumpkin spice blend because Mm. it carries all of the uh health benefits of cinnamon nutmeg ginger clove and then of course whatever else is in it but we're starting with cinnamon, which, if you remember, regulates blood sugar and has uh, antioxidant protection to it. Nutmeg is anti-inflammatory and supports your digestive health. Ginger can ease nausea and uh, also has anti-inflammatory pro- uh, pro- properties. Cloves are anti-inflammatory as well and rich in antioxidants, also used in dental health. If you've not, like, chewed on a clove to make your mouth numb... You're missing out. Have some fun. Numb your mouth out. (laughs) Get wild. Get wild. Uh, But that can be said about the medical things. Like, as as we talked about earlier, you you said something about, um, oh, I forget what you said. Ah, fuck. I'm a bad podcaster. But basically, (laughs) um, I think that pumpkin spice, it's just a healthy blend. You know, and of course, if we're downing it in a giant sugar-filled latte, that can be uh, something that we try to do on a very 
uh, a seldom basis. However, if we're eating just the spices itself to can get those, uh, not nutrients, but to get those health benefits out of it, it just feels like a healthy blend. Anything that like heats up like that just reeks of health to me. It warms it's, it's, a cold stomach. It's stimulating, mm. I, I feel, in that regard. Um, it is one that you can, it could be too much. Like I have to watch myself with cinnamon because yeah. cinnamon irritates my cystitis. Uh. Um, but in, in the right time, kind of when like, again, when you like, sometimes, again, during the right conditions, right state, right, just it's like, that's what I need. Mm-hmm. It's it's just it's what I need, mm-hmm. and because um, it is, it's a very warming, cozy blend. And uh, I do forget that it's uh, you can get like little pumpkin spice chai lattes, and that's probably where yeah. I'm. You that's get probably iced? the avenue I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be driving down soon. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I wonder what Nicholas Culpepper would have to say about cinnamon uh, about pumpkin spice. If it was any degree warmer, it would be poison. You would burst into flames. But luckily it's not. It just warms your liver or something. <laughs> it so makes the humors it. happy. <laughs> it rids you of I don't know, hysteria. Uh, Metaphys. So just as you can break down the properties of each individual thing, obviously you can do so here. So think about these things individually, but then think about them like Power Rangers coming together and making the big Megatron or whatever. I don't <laughs> Megatron. That's from Power Rangers, right? <laughs> uh, cinnamon. Cinnamon is often associated. What do we got? We got protection, love. It can be used to enhance our psychic awareness. What I like to use it for is a fucking catalyst. I use cinnamon anytime I want something to work quickly. Uh, And it's also good for prosperity. I'm sure a lot of you guys have seen the thing floating around about on the first of the month. Blow the cinnamon in the door. Um, You don't have to wait for the first of the month. Let me just say that. Okay. You know, if you missed it by a day or two, don't, don't. Don't beat yourself up or your intention is there. Go blow the cinnamon in your door. Nutmeg. Psychic abilities. Clarity of thought and divination. Ginger. Fiery energy. Uh, Increase your personal power, your passion. You can use it for a little brown chicken, brown cow magic, should you know what I mean. Uh, Cloves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Just rub ginger. On your bits. I didn't know where you just said rub and paused. And I was like, bro, that <laughs> yeah. forks off in a thousand different ways. You like, bet. all right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes that would I like burn. to pause and just let you see where your mind goes. Yeah. Um, Tells you a lot. Shave the sides of a ginger down, like shave the, the bark or the skin or whatever you call it off and stick it up your butt. Wow. Close. You heard it here first. Uh-huh. Cloves, big time protection energy, big time banishment of negative and or even evil energies. Uh, and you can also use this as a protector during divination practices. It does not have to be in its spiky form for it to be a protector and to be banishing. I know that that's like the symbolism behind a lot of it is it's like a jabby pokey thing. It's like a nail, but it still carries these properties. All spice. Uh Harmless. I was wondering if we were going to talk about allspice. Yeah, yeah. Which we've we've Have done we, an episode uh, on. Yes. Uh, that was what I was wondering is I feel like we've done a full-on episode on, on allspice, oh, but I feel like it was involved. Uh, well, I remember we talked about it because uh, I remember that it is not 
Like, I thought allspice was just like, oh, it's all of these spice. I thought it was more of what pumpkin spice actually is. Of just like, hey, it's this blend that contains this everything in your kitchen. It's all the spices. But wasn't uh, it, however, a, wasn't it like a little not- berry, like a pepperette? I believe so. I'm 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 uh, rolling through it right now. Ah, here we go. Episode 118, Allspice and Matcha. So I talked about ma- maca. Oh, matcha? Oh, maca. <laughs> I got about halfway I've, through the We've word. never talked yeah. about matcha. <laughs> you know what's funny is I read that and I was like, Macy would definitely talk about matcha. Well, because that was why I heard that. And I was like, I've never talked about matcha. I would be the one to talk about matcha. <laughs> Do you remember when we went to Dunkin' Donuts in um, the Roswell and uh, you got that matcha? And as we were pulling through, you were like, no one cares about non-coffee drinkers. <laughs> I, I still stand by that sentence. I, no, you're not wrong. I just loved the passion. Uh, okay, yeah, cardamom. At six in the morning. If not earlier, it's still God. dark, and you're you're looking at that giant alien just looking down at you with them big caked up cheeks. Oh, Cardamom, God. clapping ass cheeks. Clapping Go so ahead, bang, 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 bang. Cardamom, clarity, <laughs> focus. Okay, here's here's what I wrote in my notes. I must have not been paying attention. I wrote cardamom is associated with clarity, focus, and mental clarity. Great. Let me let myself introduce myself. (laughs) Uh, Mace. Mace is a derivative of nutmeg, so it shares some of these properties. However, mace does have a little bit more of a slant to divination and providing, like, kind of getting your mind right in that scenario. And if you have a PS that involves vanilla, involves vanilla, uh, then we can add in this, like, element of sweetness, love, sensuality. Vanilla is a good offering a lot of the times. A lot of these are actually good for offering a lot of the time. Uh, Let's see. What did I write? So, okay, in general, we can kind of see where these properties are overlapping into one another. So we've got protection seems to be like a big thing. Divination seems to be like a a big thing. Obviously, this is going to be a big time go-to for our kitchen, which is out there, to involve into foods. Experiment, perhaps, Uh, if you come across something good and tasty, or if you have like a recipe that you use that PS in, um, and it Mm. didn't like talk about it, like chunk it over on the Facebook. Um, Use it as offerings. Because, uh, let's see, offerings of pumpkin spice foods and drinks are made to deities as a sign of respect and gratitude during the autumn season, which I am so full of respect and gratitude for the Oh, gratitude! Oh, oh baby. my God! Uh, Damn. Um, <laughs> and the last thing that I have uh, for you here is that in home blessing, uh, pumpkin spice can be a, a star because uh, when used in rituals or spells to bless the home, it also has elements of cleansing the home. Uh, mix it with a little bit of salt or perhaps some other herbs that you're using to like cleanse anyway. And it's also going to leave just a nice, nostalgic, fall-like, autumnal smell. A PSS. A pumpkin spice smell. Okay. Liking all the letters. Uh, the end. Go home. Oh, okay. Yeah. We're done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I realized I could have worked on my cadence there at the end, but. It's okay. We can't, we can't, we can't nail it every time, bro. 
listen. Sometimes you get what you get. Sometimes you scroll down the page a little bit more and you realize that's all you wrote. That's all the notes are gone. Yeah. Wow. Look at that. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I had some like fun facts in here. Um, I don't know where those went. <laughs> I think I just incorporated them into the notes, but there you go. I've got some fun facts for you. I've actually got a lot of fun facts. I'm so glad. I can't you. wait to hear about a toad. Somebody's at least going to learn something today. You're going to learn something about these guys. I will tell uh, you every hmm. single time I learn something new this episode. Okay. About a toad. Good to know. Yes. So, toads. Toads are amphibians. And in terms of their classification, you have both frogs and toads in the order Anura, which means without a tail. So they're not like, you know, like they don't have, they're not like salamanders with, with tails. They are, they got the little, the little butts, you know, and. (laughs) A little toad butt. I know. I just think they're so cute. So within the order of Anura, A-N-U-R-A, there are a few families of animals going on. Like mobster families? No, not like mobster families, even though mobs, mob frog, mob frogs would be mob frogs. Oh, my God. And their little suits. Super fresh. Yeah. Come (sighs) on. That'd be really cute. Uh. So (laughs) you got you got a couple, two notable families here. You have Ranidae, which is the true frogs and Bufonidae, which is true toads. (laughs) Great. So toads differ most obviously from frogs because they have dry skin they got the little oh. bumps you know the, they're more warty got little knoblies huh. all over knoblies. uh their their bodies I and didn't realize they were uh, dry skinned i learned something new they yeah, they're not slimy they don't they don't shine like you know a frog will generally be kind of glistening mm. uh a toad is kind of dusty looking like they don't really look like that and so, why is their skin different? Would it, why would they be any different than frogs? Well, there's some some reasons from that or for that. So, frogs, for one, they lose moisture out of their skin very quickly. They can dry out very quickly, and it can become dangerous for them. Which is why you generally see frogs near watery sources. Like Aww. it's when you see and hear them all is like you think of water, you think of frogs, you think of frogs, you think of water. They're pretty synonymous. Uh excluding sometimes uh certain tree frogs. Like I'll see tree frogs at our house like and we're like we have some creek beds but they're dry a lot of the time but there's like sometimes like we'll just have a whole bunch of little tree frogs stuck to our windows around the mm-hmm. house and they're just hanging oh. out. I love tree frogs. And so toads while they start their lives in water, they spend their lives as terrestrial creatures. They're land dwellers, pretty much. And this is partly why they have that drier kind of skin, because they're earthy little boys. And toads also have shorter legs so their legs are a bit shorter and stumpier versus a frog's which can really press and lead to a really long leap toads are made for shorter little walk hops you know they're they're land this traversing toad they're is made to travel for walk hopping oh and that's just what they do and 
They uh, and this is also why because like these days, totes toad is gonna walk all over you, okay. walk all over you or under you in my case, oh. and. This is kind of why, if you've ever experienced it, you can just kind of like buck up on a toad mm. and it's not going to run. It doesn't run away. It's like they know that they're not very fast and their defense, which we're about to learn about, uh, it kind of is built around their skin and is also an explanation for these knoblies all over them. So... They have a three main types of glands on their bodies. And they have mucus glands. And they have, uh, I am pretty, yeah, okay, I was fixing to say, I know the word isn't glandular glands, because that's, that's not, <laughs> that's not it. I know Oh, I hope it, it is. It's granular. So uh. the granular uh, glands are, are the kind of bumps on along the back, the smaller bumps along the back. And then they also have parotoid glands and they're located kind of up at the top of the head behind the eyes a little bit. And Whoa. they produce this poisonous milky secretion. Yeah, boy. That can help all toads or true toads, I should say, we'll get into that, defend itself from predators. And this substance is called bufotoxin. And we're going to talk a lot about bufotoxin today, guys. And it can cause death in small animals, allergic reactions in humans if touched, and a whole bunch of shit if it's ingested. But we're going to get into that. Are toads the ones you lick to get high? Uh, yes. And yeah, it, we're going to talk about we're going to talk about toad toxin ingestion yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, today a, a good deal. Uh, yeah. And it also kind of plays into their perception and history as well. It all comes together. So, uh, bu -bu 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 -bu. so the that's kind of what these bumps are—the little warts, the granular glands, uh, and like those are those are kind of the the warts that they got going on. And then the big glands behind their heads as well are the other ones, and they make that milky substance. Gross. And uh, apparently, their mucus glands also release like a little bit of toxin too. Yeah. Uh, and this is the case for common or true toads, as they are called, because we have true frogs and true oh, toads. Oh, we have the Lana Del Rey ones and then the Bufa Del Rey's, right? Whoa. So I don't know what that means, but there is <laughs> – I don't get that example. But uh, – You said their names were like the something Del Rey toad. Oh, okay. That was – a reach but it was a uh, say it again say it again though a nora bo bufo uh what was their name <laughs> <laughs> dude a nora a nora bufana day so lana del rey bufana day okay what i didn't remember it but okay i'll see it i i can i can see it <laughs> so can we have, can we have like a community wabah pet and name it Bufo? <laughs> Bufo. Can that be the name and, of Cousin's Chicken? Bufo. Uh, oh, I, I got to show you. We were sent a really, uh, we were sent something very sweet that I got to tell <gasps> I you about. See. I haven't told Give you it about to it me. yet. Uh, and so the, uh, where <laughs> Sorry. am I? 
in here. Okay, so true toads are called this, and they're because of this bufotoxin, right? They're bufonidae, bufotoxin. Do you see the connection? They make this this stinky toxic milk that comes out of the back of their head, out of these paratoid glands, and apparently. Uh, there's like other toads outside of this category. And very quickly, I was like, this is just not a rabbit hole I can chase today. There's too much. I can't, I got to stay on topic. This is supposed to be a podcast about witchcraft. I can't just mm. talk about the different families of toads today. Good. But I tell you, couple of th- no witch out there would mind. Probably not. And apparently though, bufotoxin contains epinephrine. Uh, what? Dopamine. Oh, serotonin. Oh, <laughs> and uh, this very tricky word, which is endolealkylamines, uh, which is things that might be a touch hallucinogenic, and which to me, when you say it all, you rattle, you rattle it off like that. I'm like, okay, I don't that toad. Sounds pretty fucking nice. I'm going to be happy and high. You kidding? But it can really fuck you up depending on the toad, of course. And, uh, but like in a bad way. Uh, And while you can get an allergic reaction sometimes by touching them through the skin, generally skin to skin is not going to land you in as much trouble with toads as ingestion or like if something, if you get, like, if you have a cut i guess and rub it on you or some shit like that you know like if it's able to penetrate the barrier of the skin and inside the body or you ingest it on your wounds okay don't rub toads on your wounds don't suck toads please uh which but the there is a toad there is a toad suck arkansas uh, in case anybody was wondering i remember learning about that when i went up when i went to college up there and i was like what and there is. It's one of those small little unincorporated little towns, and it's Toad Suck, Arkansas. And uh, uh, yeah, it's just there's you that fact that you can have and move on mm-hmm. with. You think you can get fucked up in Toad Suck? Get fucked up in Toad Suck? Yeah, you can get yeah. definitely fucked up in Toad Suck. Uh, right. I would okay. like to say from Toads, but probably, <laughs> probably meth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're from the South. We can say that. Oh, we believe me, we know what these I've never been to Toad Suck, but I'm assuming I've been there. You know what I mean? And <laughs> uh-huh. I've not been to Toad um, Suck, but I have been to Mount Pleasant, Texas. So <laughs> it's, it's like I've I've seen Toad Suck, you know? Yeah. And however, toads will not give you warts. That's not true. It is bullshit. Well and again, might have a little reaction if you touch their if you touch their little little bumpy little bumpy bodies because they're poison. uh but that they're not going to give you warts and it made me wonder i was like i wonder if the uh the aversion like don't touch toads they give you warts came from an actual belief that that would happen or it's one of those things like don't touch it because it could hurt you but we're just going to tell you it causes warts right yeah and like, then it's, it's like what you tell kids because a kid doesn't yeah. care about poison but they'll be like ah. yeah yeah warts. Uh, so I've never, I've never had any issues touching toads. I've handled a couple toads. Uh, we usually have a porch toad every year. 
Uh, I love our porch toad friends. Uh, we have a little red uh, American toad. Apparently, I looked up pictures and it is an, a, a common American I'm toad. The red American toad right now. Look up red American toad. Super cute. And about uh, every year, I don't ex- like. It just depends on when it shows up. But for about two months, we have this little red toad that sits uh, in like the doorway to where we let the dogs Aww. out, and it catches all the bugs from the light. And he's super cute, or she's super cute. I don't know what it is. And. I love they leave like the dogs leave it alone and uh it's just always it's just porch toad i know i love how fat they are fat bodies and like the little fat arms like the creases of like their fat little arms i just love them like baby arms yes they do they look like baby limbs and like baby legs and shit (laughs) uh so anyway super cute and uh, togs toads like frogs have a tadpole life cycle, which is an amazing process if you've never seen it before. Uh, we a, had a pond, a, a, a tadpole life cycle, a, a, oh. a, metaf- a metamorphosis. They they count as having a metamorphosis life cycle. Huh. And if you've never seen it, it is really fascinating. We had the pond growing up, as you mm-hmm. remember, mm-hmm. and there were always bullfrog tadpoles in there every single year and i was always able to catch them in the various stages of their life and watch them grow up now these were frogs of course but they're pretty similar looking in in the process and it's just wild to see what happens with them and what they turn you know like they'll have this full tadpole body for a while and then you'll find one and it's got random like two legs and the yeah. tail still and it's yeah, like two legs arms. are sticking out of it yeah, yeah and it's just you see out. them changing and then eventually the tail just sucks back into the body i guess it disappears (laughs) they absorb it it, i guess to help yeah they to use the energy to make other to grow their limbs Mm. but like tadpoles are they're just these soft squishy things like i i actually held one not long ago actually and i enjoyed it 10 out of 10 experience uh because they feel unlike any, no, but I had it in my like, hand. Did you pull and, like a linny and like pet it a little too hard? No, but I just, it, I did like scoop it. It was, we had some, uh, some of Hunter's family over and it was when we got uh, the, the fish that eventually cooked to death for no reason okay. because of the shitty Texas grid. Yes. Uh, but when they were babies and I, we bought all of the fish, there were a couple of tadpoles that somehow got caught up in the mix. Cute. And uh, so we had uh, the little ones, like our nieces and nephew over and we knew that they were in there and uh, there was a couple of his family members there and I just like reached in and grabbed it without thinking about it. And it was just, it was just kind of like, oh, oh. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, we're going to look at this tadpole? Oh, sure. It's like, I didn't even think about it. It was like, oh, here, look. Look at this. <laughs> um, <laughs> Dude, can you imagine? The kiddos loved it. Uh, but it was it was a surprise. Um, <laughs> but they feel so cool. I love how they feel. Uh, I love the way, anyway. and I know this is not the same because we're not talking about this, but I love the way frog spawn looks. I love. It, it's like, pretty wild. Like, pick it up, and it's just like jiggly oh baby it it so toad 
you you lead me in perfectly here. Ooh. Toad spawn is very different looking in part. It's much stranger than frog oh, spawn yeah. because it is laid initially as two long strings of eggs, like long, like stretches out to 20 fucking feet long. Two but then as they sit of eggs. Y- yeah, two strings. Oh, I and see then as it. They Ew, that sit, is weird. As they sit, bro, they curl up like an old phone cord. Like, and for those listeners that are too young and don't remember (laughs) what that is, you might have used those horrible hair ripping out hair ties that are the coiled up plastic. If you've ever used one of those and lost a chunk of hair because of it, that's what the eggs turn into. Um, Did those ever work for you? You know, I I think I used it once just to try it out because they got real big around the time I was working at Sephora and we had some there. Um, And I just remember kind of having so much hair because this is when I still had super long hair that the whole thing stretched out to where it might as well not have been. They Yeah, they stretch out. That was a whole other fucking thing is they stretched out. It's like, what am I supposed to do with this? I was just sort of like, I'll stick with my little elastic ones. Yeah, I I every experience i had was bad one snapped which is always there's nothing more irritating it's one of my worst long hair memories is just Mm. when you're trying to put your goddamn hair up and it snaps i don't know why the spark of anger that it's fleeting it's so instantaneous but it's just like it's like when you snag your headphones back with like corded headphones all the time like when you snap you're just like just a moment of yeah I don't know why. But anyway, their eggs coil up like that. It's super crazy looking. And they're just in the row of little eggs, but they're all twisted. And uh, toad tadpoles take a little bit longer to develop than frogs. Uh, I believe I saw about four months from egg to leaving the leaving the waters. And I wanted to talk about toad metamorphosis today because I think it's an important aspect of their magical potential. I'm always talking about how it's like the real world physical things of creatures and plants and crystals and how they're formed, I feel like it plays in to their metaphysical potential. And metamorphosis is always something that has a lot of power and potential, similar to the meaning behind butterflies and moths. And eggs can hatch apparently approximately from three days to two weeks, which seems broad, but water temperature plays a three three days backwards three days to two weeks but still like that's still not very long apparently warm water makes them hatch quicker cold water makes them hatch slower which i guess makes sense uh but three days seems soon and the effect uh after after you get this hatching is a shit pile mass of these tiny little tadpoles they're very small initially. And at the beginning, these tadpoles have gills. They have a little mouth as well as their little tail. They look like little spermies. And in these early days, Why? they eat shit like algae. And then Why did in nature make sperm so cute? I don't know. I don't know, but it really did, though. It really <laughs> did. Little flagellas. And they're eating algae, little things like that. Uh, but I saw, again, a little bit of a range from two to four, but also four to six weeks. We get to the next stage. You know what the next stage is? You know what, you uh, know what the next stage is? Tell me. Toadlets. Uh, who named it? Who named it? Give, give them a I don't know who did it. I don't know who did it. But they're toadlets. toadlets. And these More- are... 
like baby things need to have lit at the end of it. Like lit at the end. Baby lit. These are tiny, little bitty tiny miniature terrestrial little toadlets, <laughs> which true. means they are leaving the waters. They are free of tails. They look like toads, again, in miniature. And they're ready for the world. And naturally, a lot of them get eaten because yeah. that's the way of it. Because <laughs> there's a billion eggs. And if you've ever... I don't know. I Growing up in the country, there were many times that I was around many different ponds and lakes after a boom such as this, when there's a bunch of these like dime and nickel sized miniature tiny toads and frogs everywhere, like you can't almost stop from stepping on them. That's what this is. That's the that's the toadlet boom. And yeah. so right after they all emerge from the water, there's just thousands of these tiny little toadlets. It and sucks to drive down like a country road. Oh, dude. And you're just, you're going so slow and you're just cringing the whole time. You're just like, please, no, please, no, please, no, please, no. There's, they're everywhere. Like when they boom, they, they boom. Go for it. They pop off. But that's also why there's so many of them. Like I, there was, I didn't take the statistic down, but I saw somewhere like it would not, if every single toad survived, like in the span of five years or something like that, I want it like the world would be so overrun with frogs. Like it would be like 15 foot deep of frogs. It was like some crazy metric. I don't remember what it was, but it was like, if they all survived, we would have a serious dramatic problem. And if toads so replace humans, I, that'd be okay. I mean, at this point, anything would probably be better for us than us yeah. in the long run. Uh, so, Toadlets are essentially little teenagers. They are not fully grown, but they've got about the full frame. You know, they look like they're going to look, but they're not done growing yet, but they're, mm. you know, functional. And I think they remain toadlets until they are considered grown. I couldn't get a clear answer on that. I don't know why, of all things, that was so hard to get an answer on. But males, it seems, are grown around two years uh, and start breeding then, and females take three years. Uh, the females are also a good bit larger than the males, like a lot larger than the males. Okay, so when I'm see, I, I was looking at pictures of the uh, eggs spawn. What are they, what is it? What did we say it was spawn? Anyway, yeah. Uh, there was plenty of pictures of what I can only assume to be frogs getting it on. I don't know how that works. Yeah, just a, a tiny little, a tiny little boy little on the back. I thought it, yeah, just a little, a little boy annoying the shit out of the big lady. During this time, they just eat and grow as little toadlets, and they grow a lot in the first year. It tapers off after that, and they still keep growing. But that first year is pretty meteoric, it seems, in their growth. And in this first year, they use that long, stretchy, lightning-fast little sticky tongue to catch bugs. Sometimes upwards of a thousand bugs a day for some species in certain times of year. And we need our toes. Toes. <laughs> toes. <laughs> if you have them. And so we need toes for that reason. They help to eat the things that can be pests. And this tongue moves fast 0.07 seconds that this tongue moves which is five times faster than the blink of an eye so you, we can't even register it how fast it is the common the common toad ka uh can make uh can live to 10 to 12 years in the wild if lucky like that's getting pretty on up there uh two to, to five to years 12 
Yes, in the wild. Damn. Two to five, though, is more average uh, if they reach adulthood. But in captivity, a toad can live upwards 30 years. They can live what? a pretty long time. Uh, they also generally spend in the wild the cold months all buried up. They bury all up and hibernate. So they have a hibernation period that they take uh, in especially climates that experience a notable winter. And one last little PSA before we go into the witchy stuff, and I talked about it in the tree frogs episode, but that was a while ago. A lot of amphibians are really harmed by things that are common to use in lawns and gardens uh, and things like that, particularly like the really stout stuff like Roundup. And like mm. really intense fertilizers that are really probably more than necessary, like when compost would maybe be better, uh, because a lot of the things that are added into these things like pesticides and weed killers, uh, it absorbs through their skin. That's how they absorb a lot of things. And it can cause a whole bunch of problems. Uh, frogs, it can really take out, like, I mean, within like an hour. Uh, if there's like direct exposure to Damn. frogs and it hits their skin, like it's it's pretty devastating. But there's also problems of if you use stuff like that, again, like Roundup or some of these really like heavy, intense kind of chemically soils or fertilizers and things like that, it can wash also into waterways and slowly build up there too. So it's just good to be mindful of things like that. Uh, you know, and, and if you're trying to control pests, it takes a little while, but like, I promise you, like from experience, like you eventually get this whole army of pest control that will move in if they get a chance to like, because with the aquaponic system, you can't even use neem oil. Like you can't even use some stuff you can use to garden organically because it can kill the fish. You have to be so careful. And like, because of that dude in springtime and like going into like May and June, especially like. It's like a it's like a whole fucking reptile house out there. Like it there's lizards and tree frogs and frogs like all of regular like they're just it's everywhere because like they, they can and they're not getting fucking poisoned and we don't really have pest problems. We don't have to use pesticides hardly ever because they're eating all that shit and mantises. We get mantises all the time. I love praying mantises, dude. They're, they're so, so fun I'll just to watch. sit I will. I'll just sit and watch them. They are so amazing just how they move around. Um, but just know, do your research on stuff that you use outside in your in your lawns and things like that. Uh, even things might surprise you that can really harm our amphibians. And we need our amphibians and our ecosystems. Uh, so real quick toad facts uh, and talking about uh, witchcraft, especially. So we know or may know maybe we don't, that toads have long been associated with the witch. And uh, one of the common familiars uh, kind of that you heard of back in the day, along with the similar company of black cats and dogs and bats and shit like that, you had toads. Guillermo de la Cruz. De la Cruz. And, you know, these, you know, the familiars help to do the devil's bidding and them toads be sucking on them teats. Oh, and, oh, ew, I forgot about the teats. Ew. But where where did this association come from? Considering that the, you know, the toad is generally a very evasive and gentle creature. They're not a problem, you know, oh, like, out. well, let's talk about, uh, let's, let's, let's go way back to... At this point, a friend of the show, 
because I have some writings from old Pliny. <gasps> Great. And this is way back. And it seems alleged, like, so he, he calls them bramble frogs. Okay. Uh, but from what I was reading, it seems that these are toads. And uh, this is long, guys. Like, know that this is long. But, like, sometimes something so fucking wild that, like, I can't trim it. How am I supposed to trim this? <laughs> All right. Let's do it. So here we go. There are some frogs, again, which live only among brakes and thickets, for which reason they have received the name of retubae, or bramble frogs. The Greeks call them phrenie, and they are the largest in size of the frogs, have two perturbances like horns, and are full of poison. <gasps> Authors quite vie with one another in relating marvelous stories about them, such, for instance, as that if they are brought into the midst of a concourse of people, Silence will instantly prevail. <laughs> I'm, excuse me? So if you bring a frog into a whole big, I like to imagine like a shouting match, you know, a whole bunch of people, <laughs> like parliament, you okay. know, and then you just walk in two hand and a toad and just <sighs> silence, immediate silence. <laughs> but we're not weird. We're not done. Very weird, Pliny. And silence will instantly prevail. Okay. And this is one of the things I love about Pliny's writings, because we see this a lot. Uh, and like, it's not to say that I'm an expert on Pliny the Elder. I'm not. But with just what we read in the show, a lot of it is him talking about what his friends told him. And I just think that's really funny. <laughs> like, that's what he's doing here. He's just telling stories that he's heard. <laughs> but we continue. As also that by throwing into boiling water a small bone that is found in their right side, <laughs> the vessel will immediately cool. And the water will refuse to boil again until it has been removed. <laughs> this bone, they say, may be found by exposing a dead bramble frog to ants, letting them eat away the flesh, after which the bones must be put into the vessel, one by one. On the other hand, again, in the left side, in the left side of this reptile, there is another bone. They say, which, thrown into water, has the appearance of making it boil. And by the name to which is Apokinon, this bone, it is said, has the property of assuaging the fury of dogs. <laughs> How is any of this scientific? <sighs> They're figuring shit out. And if put into the drink of consil... <laughs> what is this word? Oh, if put into a drink of conciliating love and ending discord and strife, worn to as an amulet, it acts as an aphrodisiac, oh. we are told. Oh. The bone, on the contrary, which is taken from the right side, acts powerfully as a refrigerative on boiling liquids. It is said, attached to the patient in a piece of lambskin, it has the repute of assuaging malaria. <laughs> And other okay. fevers. Wow. The, wow, he did it. Clap, 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 clap. But aside from that, like a lot of that was magical writings. Like he's full on talking uh, he, he, mag he does, magic. He does love to throw out the allegedly, though. You know? Yeah. Just, allegedly. It, it and well, if you say that, you're safe. You know, write oh, it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 
this is magical shit. This is beyond rubbing a snake on your eyes or whatever it was he said you needed to do if you were blind. I don't remember anymore. And of course, these writings were referenced because he's that makes it sound very fantastical. These toad bones causing water to boil or not boil, depending on if it comes from the left or right side of the toad body. And in examining witchcraft ties further, especially coming out of Europe, we have to examine the poisonous aspect of the toad, which was well known. It didn't take long to assume, you know, the witch might use her poisonous familia that secreted toxins for nefarious means. Now, there's also a practical reason for this, which we're going to get into. Uh, but before that, we're going to talk about something less practical, because along the, with these special bones called toad, t- the toad bone, Great. there is something called the toad stone. Okay. And the yes. toad stone allegedly exists in their heads between their eyeballs. Uh, And uh, now apparently there really isn't such a thing, but it's speculated that what if the, quote, stone was a bunch of crystallized uh, poison that can make colors talk to you? Maybe. Uh, Now we're fucking talking. But in medieval Europe, you find lots of toad magic, powdered toads, dried toads, lots of things involving toads. 13th century alchemist and translator Michael Scott. Uh, Stop it. I know. Yeah. Scott with one T, but it's still Scott. It's, it's still Scott. Scott. Come on. And listen, Michael user. Scott. Change your name. Michael you Scott know. be wildin' out. So <laughs> translator and alchemist Michael Scott Great. has instructions for the fellow alchemist. To prepare a powder, a dust derived from toads that brings, quote, fantastic visions. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, it sucks for the toads. Very quickly, we learn here that generally, if you're using this toad poison, it's not fun for the toad. Mm. And core to the operation is fill in a container with living toads, like five or six grown toads in wine and salt and wow it didn't go great for them uh and i love his complete like uh disregard for fault because i i I only have a very small section of his notes here and this is from the 13th century uh but it's like uh it said uh instead of him drowning the toads it says the toads poison themselves that's how they die they poison Stop. themselves. It's like they don't drown in a wine salt solution. Dude. They poison themselves. Thank you, that- uh, Michael Scott. <laughs> <laughs> it's like if somebody drowns, it's like, oh, they must have been allergic to water, man. Yeah, fuck. It must have been a... I guess they weren't a witch. Wow. Uh, and uh, so here's what Michael Scott says about his murdered psychedelic toad juice. <laughs> so the resultant dust does wonders and cannot help to it transmutes everything into perfect clarity as the clarity of the moon it completely changes the perspective as mars is said to do okay if you have spoken like a true stoner if you have imbribed the dust at a measurement of 3.2 don't know what that means and drink (laughs) based on your own perspective Well, there was like 30,000 bits of notes on how to exactly prepare this beforehand, and I skipped 
all of I'm these. I'm going to assume it's So cups. I guess that's what he's, yeah, or some sort of measurement. Parts, sure. maybe, uh, in a drink. So maybe three to two parts. Uh, yeah, based on cups. your own perspective, you will find life spirit which transcends and far outweighs the effort or cost you have put into making of this product. So he's saying you make it and your shit's going to get, your bird's going to get fucking blown. Yeah, if yeah, you, your shit's going to get rocked and this. it's worth murdering all those toads. A whole pot of frogs, toads, <laughs> to do it. Oh, a pot of toads. And this wasn't necessarily uncommon. And alchemists, but also folk healers, were utilizing this excretion from toads uh, for somewhat pragmatic ways. Now, we know if we have looked at the history of persecution of witches that oftentimes witches were the healers. Uh, the cunning folk. And sometimes people loved you and they needed you. And then other times they murdered you by strangling yes. you and burned your body. And when it just kind of depended. You. Yeah, depended on the mood, you know. Uh, but there was, it seems, the rearing of toads and the specific feeding of them from insects from the garden, specifically certain insects that might be eating things from plants with properties, like eat, like slugs that were eating nightshade. They would Gross. feed that to the toads, which will then soak into their body and add to the poison. And Sorry. now you can say, like, Maybe there were some nefarious purposes back at that. The recent historical witch episode. Apparently, there was a gaggle that was doing some kind of shady witchcraft shit. What they say? But off a pig, a pig of poison. What was the? the I the don't. Pig it was, was yeah. It was the pig was the the container. The Very confusing. Uh, and so there was also though it was being used for medicinal reasons now whether or not it was safe to use or being done but like still it was like it wasn't even for magic it was like no we we're going to use this for like healing powders and shit and that though being associated so much in folk medicine the toad poison powdered toads all that shit of course it got associated which with witchcraft because witchcraft and folk medicine touch tips a lot of the time and uh, you also had secret societies that were uh, doing shit with toads. And oh. even in Shakespearean works, uh, such My as Macbeth, God. you have witches utilizing toad magic. And uh, he in in the uh, the work As You Like It, also by Shakespeare, he talks about the toadstone in their heads. So this was all very known uh, in Europe, this properties of toads and being associated with witches, but also with alchemy and making you fucking trip your balls off, but also used in medicines. So it was, you could tell, like, you could see the path of getting associated with witches, you know? And there's lots of interesting European toad facts. And in fact, there is one such as this old belief, uh, which was based on the belief that because both toads and spiders were venomous, okay, uh, they had such uh, such a hatred towards each other. Because of knowing they're both each poisonous and there's not room in this town for the both of us that they would immediately, if they met w along their way, would fight to the death. Fight! <laughs> fight to the death! Okay. Uh-huh. I love this. This is my favorite. And this is my favorite lore. 
And if you are unlucky enough to find a toad in your house, because that toad might just be a fucking witch or a witch is familiar or a bad omen. Uh, But interestingly, coming upon a toad in the wild was sometimes deemed lucky unless they crossed your path from the left. Don't want to do that. So you can kind of see here we've the toad fear be flip flopping all over the place. Toad we found in the woods. No, that was a turtle. Never mind. That was our the sage turtle. Yes. Yes. Uh, and this is this is still in Europe. We haven't even gotten into the whole of North, Central, and South America and the uses of toad and frog uh, poison, which has been utilized for its expansive psychoactive properties, especially yeah. getting on down into South America and Central America for ever so long. And really, licking, licking the toad. If we can learn a thing or two about human history, magical or not, if something has drugs in it, humans are going to find a way to get them out yeah. and they're going to use yeah. them. And it's proposed that the Olmec people were using the toxin for mind altering reasons and rituals. Uh, and that's amazing because the Olmec predate the Maya. So we are like, are getting really far back there, like the usage of this and so it was discovered quite early on and being used and also uh arrow points could would be tipped with the poison which i don't exactly know the reason for that but i feel like that would be very useful for subduing game small game especially quickly oh okay i just thought like stabbing people okay yeah, or just to get up. That's how you get people high is you just yeah, jab yeah, them yeah, with an arrow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why not? You gotta be into it. You gotta you like gotta really want it. And I don't know if that's the I don't know if that was the the reason, but it made sense to me. Like it it their toxin is pretty potent on small creatures, especially. Mm-hmm. Um, but and let's get to today because rising in popularity today, not without consequence, is the Sonoran Desert Toad. Oh. And which is native to Arizona. And it is now under severe population threat because the smoking of the crystallized toad poison is being turned somewhat into like lucrative kind of capitalistic ceremonies uh, oh. that people can charge for, similar to like how you can do ayahuasca in Dallas now, you know, oh. uh, which is really strange and which i'm going to talk about in a little bit which is just okay. kind of like this is kind of getting off topic a little bit but a psa to really watch your ass you know uh but because of this people are legitimately stealing these frogs from their natural habitat to the point that it is pushing the populations towards collapse and along with this the harvesting of the toxin causes the toad to be stressed they release it as a protective response. So they're going to have to feel stress and terror, uh, feel defensive, which just kind of sucks, you know, especially when you're doing it like on a like business scale. Uh, there's apparently synthetic versions, which are identical, no difference. And from what I could tell, the only people speaking out against them were the ones charging a shit pile of money selling the true toad poison. Okay. Uh, but in any event, the compound, which is 5-MeO-DMT, uh, which is the poison of the Sonoran Desert Toad, DMT. It, like, 
it doesn't seem like we're just like swimming in legality here uh, as it is. Um, but it is a growing field that is worth watching, especially because like you have pretty unscrupulous people. And of course, not everyone, uh, but some putting on these ceremonies with these unregulated compounds. And it can be very dangerous. Uh, and also keeping toads in high concentrations together because some people are then like, oh, we'll just farm the toads but uh, for the poison. But that doesn't end great a lot of the time either because like they're very susceptible to funguses because they're not made to be kept mm. in big mass. It's just not natural condition. So just know that. And listen, I'm not one to look down on a psychedelic transformational spiritual experience. I'm not the guy to look down on you for that. I promise. Yeah. I've had some but there, <laughs> no it, um, it's like is this the way especially like when you know what's going into it, it if it was as simple as wandering up on this toad picking it up gently in your little uh, barefoot you know uh he, he, rihanna like dress that you're wearing out in the woods <laughs> sure. and licking a toad setting him back down gently and then having a trip that's fine but it yeah it doesn't seem like you want to, like, essentially get a bunch of toads and then hook them up to, like, <laughs> battery, like, put their little put little batteries on their nipples and shock them into terror. And well, you're essentially, out. the term is milking. You milk the ah! toads. Ew! And they actually, oh. Yeah, God. and that's the thing. You don't want to, you don't just want to, and this is something you don't just want to play with because it is a poison. Like, you can react to it. And so when it comes to just being like, oh, go harvest your own, I don't recommend that. Like, leave the toads alone. Oh, no, uh, I'm saying if and, it was that simple. I, yeah. Oh, if, they, if you could just be like, hello, little tote. Can I have uh -huh. some of your drugs? And it's like, yeah. Yeah. Take and you drugs. lick it and you're done. Yeah. Thank you, toad. And then you could give it like a little cricket or something. Oh, yeah. And move on. It'd be great. But it doesn't seem uh, like it's that easy. So Unfortunately, it's not working like that. Yeah. And I feel like especially like we must consider the earth and spirits of what we're what we're taking in for these experiences, especially if you're talking about these transformative I psychedelic experiences that essence if i don't want the I, frog yeah. nipple battery zap drug that seems like i would it, just no feel a little bummed especially considering that some of these shady modern operations like i don't need a toad to be farmed to yeah. have an experience like that or scared or harmed because yeah. there's other options now you know, and there's also like, and this is kind of getting especially deviating into the more ayahuasca concept, but like there's oftentimes a lot of appropriation and liberty that's taken with uh -huh. these like random people putting these ceremonies on who are named Dave or <laughs> Linda. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and like I, I, I did an experiment today and I first one right out of the gate was exactly what I expected to happen. And I Googled Ayahuasca, Dallas. Ah. Oh. And a bunch of shit came up, of course. Found a website. And I read for 10 minutes the longest fucking page of bullshit. And Great. like, not, I, I swear to you, I read for 10 minutes. 10 minutes. And not once was it explained of the historical and cultural uses of ayahuasca by the what? people of Amazonia. Like, it was nuts, dude. There were two sentences in 10 minutes worth of reading. And I read pretty fast. There was one sentence that just said, it's these two plants that come from the Amazon. And another one that said, it comes from the Amazon. Are That's you, it. 
And okay. that's fucked. You know, and like, though not a toad, similar, it's a similar vein of this like shamanistic tourism that's pretty gross that comes to like wallpapering over the origins uh, in a way that has continued colonization. Really, truly. Uh, Which even in the Amazon, you have problems of like a bunch of like white business people coming and running ayahuasca retreats there. Like, and making it so, but it's like, the native peoples aren't even involved, right. you know, like it's just like, this is guys, come on. And it, it's just, especially with what the people of Amazonia have been put through, you know, like to just be like, fine, go to this place in Dallas. It's like, Oh, you're just going to have this wonderful mind opening experience. And it's just like, God damn it guys. And I don't <laughs> know. It just this up feels for everybody, man. It feels gross. Yes. And with, the Sonoran toad, uh, in particular, it's really boomed, you know, and it's causing problems. And it's an industry, unfortunately, that's starting to develop now, like this new re- retreat center vein built around these toads. And I mean, people are charging $1,000 to smoke this toad poison. And like, just be careful out there, guys. Like, there's spiritual I think it's so easy and we talk about this all the time when you first get involved in spiritualism that you think that everybody in it because it's a spiritual avenue is it's going good. to be good. Yeah. And they're not. And there are grifters and flimflam people everywhere. And there's also people that for the sake of money under a guise of spiritualism will do harm, you know. And uh again, I am all for having an experience, but uh luckily we have the ability in the today's day and age to research and yeah. And that's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Uh, But let's close on something a bit more uplifting and interesting and special and magical, which is the metamorphosis aspect of toads from a magical perspective. Toads completely transform. They're not like, you know, like, a baby or a puppy that's born where you're like you have four legs you have a head two eyes like you're gonna grow up to be a person you're you're gonna grow up to be a dog you're just a smaller Uh, version of what you're gonna be yeah this is not that they are born with a completely different respiratory setup they have gills initially they don't have limbs and over body over time their body changes while they're still using it which is interesting it's different from butterflies you know that essentially melt and then reassemble The tadpole still has to operate as it's just growing these weird limbs, which are certainly changing its swimming feel, and you know, and all of these things. And like, puberty for a toad is crazy. It's wild, dude. Like, and then they develop lungs during that time. And what's that transition process like? It's just fascinating. It's like hitting fast forward on evolution. So quickly, in four weeks. And... Uh, I just imagine what that's like to continuously need to adapt to a rapidly changing body and like not only just growing because like it's even a lot when you're growing, but like changing form, growing shit out of you, legs sprouting out of your sides and you just got to keep on swimming and deal with that. (laughs) And I I got these now. I got legs. They're They're multiplying. multiplying. And it's and I'm losing a control. Really, they they might feel like they're losing control. Oh. You know, change can make you feel like you're losing control. Oh. And 
It's a really remarkable journey that they go through, and they go through it as babies. And even as little toadlets, little miniature baby teeny tiny toadlets, they have a long road ahead to survive. And nature shows us what adaptability truly looks like. And with toads, we can see what creatures can handle. And they're... These are not creatures of teeth and claw. They rely solely on poisons. And they'll, they'll also puff up as a last resort. Oh. Puff up and make themselves look a little bit bigger. Cute. But I, I just really admire that, that that's their only defense because they have to survive two completely different biomes before reaching adulthood. They have to survive the water and then they have to survive the land for two years or three you know, to become adults. And I think we can see ourselves in that in a lot of different ways. Uh, I think we have all had to pull ourselves from a biome of some description, Mm -hmm. Uh, whether it's a biome of origin or a biome that shaped us. Uh, And we have to crawl out of it because it doesn't serve us anymore. We've grown out of it. Biome of origin is a cool band name. A biome of origin. And... The toad sends us a message that, you know, moving on as we grow, leaving perhaps what was comfortable, what was right once is the right choice because it's not right any longer. And that's okay because it's natural. And it can be hard to adapt to new places, especially if they're very different from what we're used to. But sometimes it suits the growth and change we've experienced along our path, you know, like. Toads grow their lungs so that they can leave. And once they grow those lungs, they can't live in the water anymore. It's Aww. just the way of it. They have to move on. And you ever seen all dogs the same- go to heaven? Oh, yeah, bro. You know, when she long said, time you ago. Can never come back. It's sad. <laughs> and they can't. And we experience that in our life. You know, sometimes old places, old friends, old interests don't seem to fit anymore. And It very well could be just because we've simply changed too much and they've not changed with us. And it doesn't mean that they're bad necessarily. Like it doesn't imply that the water is bad, that the toad has to leave it. But it's not serving the toad anymore. The toad has changed. Yeah. And and that's the part of life for the toad. And it's a part of life for us, too. It doesn't make it easy because change is rarely easy. And metamorphosis especially is not easy. But the end result of metamorphosis is something completely new and different. And this creature doesn't go about acting like it did pre-metamorphosis, just like how the butterfly doesn't go back munching on leaves because it doesn't have the mouth for that anymore. It can't. Sometimes it doesn't have a mouth at all. (laughs) Sometimes it has no mouth. And the toad doesn't hop back into the water like tadpole days because it can't breathe. And these changes aren't bad. They're beautiful. They're purposeful. But they can't be reversed, only accepted. And toads in their metamorphosis, their exit from the water is little toadlets. Setting off into the unknown world of land, it shows us the importance of moving on when we have outgrown something. And it doesn't mean the thing we outgrew was negative, or maybe it is, but it's something that maybe we just can't fit with anymore. The pieces are no longer compatible with who we have grown into. And this comes with development. So I think the humble toad can teach us a lot 
I think we can embrace the growth and the change uh, and know that it's part of life to outgrow the skin that you are in. And and when you do, you can step into a new skin and it's a skin that might be more appropriate for you now. Uh, This new body that is just what you have developed into. And from there, you can go forth brand new, not worried about crawling back into the pond you developed in because after a metamorphosis, that pond just isn't going to be healthy for you anymore. You don't want to go back into that dirty pond water. You've grown out of the dirty pond water. And uh, I think we can think about that with the toad um, and their their traverse across land uh, with their cute little stubby bodies that did not look like that when they hatched. When do they get the butts? Uh, when their tail sucks in. I think it was oh. uh, it's shortly before they leave the water. Because they when they're toadlets, they don't have tails. But anyway, that's totes. I love them. I love them so much. I did. But do you see what I mean? Lots of different avenues in that one. I, I couldn't. Yes. Lots of spokes. Yes. But anyway, long story short, leave your leave your toads alone. Respect your toad. Yeah. And um, they're sweet little friends, you know. Yeah. And maybe nowadays we don't need to farm them. So we can scare them and get high. Yeah, let's yeah, keep them out of the scare farms. Please. I got it's like Monsters, Inc. Like when yeah. they scare, scare yeah. the children. <laughs> Unfortunately, I, I, I don't thinking, think you can make them laugh. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, uh, I was thinking <laughs> this whole time, I was like, what is it? What's the thing in pop culture where people get like, forced to do things to extract the and i i think it's i think it's that i think it's monsters inc right also is there another one yeah it's monsters inc uh also joe rogan has smoked the fro- the toad crystal so of course do you want to be in that camp too you know <laughs> do you want to be in that club do you want to do be mushrooms the joe rogan <laughs> go fucking camp. do something else that's all you you could you didn't have to say all the other shit. You could have started with that, man. Yeah. Joe Rogan does right. toad dust. Uh and there's synthetic options. If you wanna if you want to sample it, uh yes. you're your own person. I don't think yeah. it's legal. Um, but synthetic is just exactly the same, guys. It's exactly huh. the same. You know what's beautiful about it? Everything. No toad had to shake in its little boots oh. to make it. Oh. The image of a scared toad is a sad image to me. Uh, Well, thank you. I love a toad. I love hearing about a toad. I love frog and toad. Um, Oh, I love frog and toad. I have a frog and toad shirt that I got from a a friend of the show that just says, fuck the police. And it's frog and toad. And I I think that it is hysterical. It Uh is so surreal. Yeah. 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 I want to be drawn you and I in the style of Frog and Toad. I read the hell out of those books. I like, loved Frog and Toad, dude. That whole vibe, the corduroy like vibe, the cottage core before it was cool, the goblin core vibe. Give me yeah. those gay frogs. Yeah, I, I, I it, and they're illustrated so beautifully. Yeah, like I, I had one of my teachers. I think it was third grade. Had like all of them. And I oh. wore the wheels off of those. I yeah. went through them all the time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I uh, I miss them. I hope they're doing okay. Do you think that Frog would uh, lick Toad's back? 
Yes. Uh, yeah. 100%. When he wanted to get lit? Yeah. 100%. And I think Toad I wonder... is an expert at rolling joints. Toad probably is because I don't think Toad would want to sample his own sauce, nah, you know, so he'd yeah. just roll up a, a, a nice, a nice little J while, yeah. while Frog is, is Licking tripping on Toad juice. Yeah. Cute. I love this new reality for them. Yeah. Yeah. They had a really, really lovely life together, Frog and Toad. And I'm, I'm glad that it included some, uh, some psychedelic breakthroughs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um wow uh what a journey we've been on today i'm tired this is long we've had a, a longer lot. one today yeah I w- i'm wondering if this is one of the episodes where the editing is minimal and we just go eh. uh we 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 know what this is because <laughs> it's all right guys uh Let's talk about the live again on Friday. Uh, let me pull up this calendar here. Uh, this Friday, the 22nd at 6 p.m. That is 6 p.m. Central Time. We have a Facebook Live. You can head over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash WBAH to join up. And we're going to all get, we're, we're going to get a little fall and Equinox spell going to uh, all do at the same time on Saturday. Yeah, we're going to do it. It's going to be fun. And if you are not uh, in the group, we uh, or if you're a Patreon and you're not in the group yet, request to join it. We will let everybody in before the live begins. Uh-huh. And uh, it'll be a good time. Also, and I'm excited for us to decide what it's going to be and then I'll do it together and rip a oh, hole through yeah. the fabric of reality. I'm excited. To, I love when we get all the all the brains together and everybody puts their shit together and and, and comes up with something exciting. Um, exciting. If you are having problems being let into the group, we know we hear you sometimes, guys. Uh, you, make sure you're answering the questions. So I, I will say that. You have to answer the questions to get a lit into the group. It is very exclusive. <laughs> and that goes for the main coven page, too. Like, if you invite someone to the group... Tell them to answer the questions. If they don't answer the questions, we're not letting them in. There's too many bot accounts, guys. We have to yeah. be that way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It keeps everybody safe in the group and keeps a lot of the riffraff out. So please keeps a answer lot of the, people who are the like, questions. I'm going to join the witch groups and out everybody. Keeps a lot yeah, like keeps it out, you know. So just give give those a little. They're easy. You know, but please answer them. Otherwise, you're not getting in. I don't yeah. know what to tell you. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we got the we got some guard dogs looking out. For the yeah, group, we do. So. Got yeah, two we new do. mods even. I so know, we know, um, we've got that all going over. Is there. it even from America? Yeah, or we got our first international mod to keep uh, to keep an eye on things when our lights are out and their are lights we, are on. Are we hot shit now because of that? I, hot shit i feel a little bit hot shit. like hot shit um but so those are the groups if you want to hop on over there hop on over there there's all kinds of shit getting talked about in either of those groups all of the time uh and join us kush, next kush week. cap is finished oh kush yeah same finished. vein yeah kush cap, so cap is finished uh however we do have the next season coming to you tomorrow um uh, if do we you- have to watch it so do you so go. I feel enjoy. like my innards are a tangled coil. I of haven't snakes. rewatched it yet. I haven't rewatched it yet, dude. Ha- have you gotten to the end? Yeah. Oh yeah. Do you not remember my 
string of messages. It was a beautiful string. I remember at one point you said you were going to kick a tree in half. Uh, Join us for some cap of what did we we land on? Simply Virgin? Uh, Uh, Captivating Virgin? River? Simply River? There was was actually a handful of uh, pretty good pretty good options um simplicity in the river (laughs) i don't simplicity river of simplicity uh simpleton river i think is a really good time uh we need we'll put it up for a poll we'll post it in the group because we have we have a handful that you came up with uh we have uh, virgin captivating virgin uh-huh. cap simply river simp river simply virgin simp virgin yeah. virgin simp captivating virgin and river of simplicity i love simp virgin for some simp reason virgin. simp virgin is so much better than virgin simp to me i don't know why <laughs> so we'll we'll let y'all we'll poll it in the in yeah. the group and y'all uh-huh. can uh decide it for us but that starts tomorrow i don't want to yes. do it uh because nope. i did finish the season um and i am still tired um from it and i don't want to go through it again yes yeah well you gotta so episode one and two tomorrow know this episode one and two tomorrow you you fucking river of simplicity people that are coming to listen this is not a kushiel listen this is not a queen charlotte listen we are not no we are not uh, enthralled with the content. We are not having a good time. Uh, if irritainment's your thing, that's what's up. Yes. Yeah, we're going to commiserate together. And bro, I'm already getting so much good fodder for like the, because we are going to have a, a segment each episode of positive feedback because we don't want to be too one-sided here. I have organically in the wild found so much. Okay. So I need to start we're going to, we're going to try to be we're going to we're going to give it that perspective. Come listen tomorrow. We talk about episode 1 and 2 season 5 Virgin River. I don't give a shit. Come listen. We're going to talk about it. That's that's the tagline for this this uh series just, or this season is like it's Virgin River. Fuck you. I have thrown my cush cap gloves off. Yes. And at Turn this point I'm off. bare knuckle boxing. Yeah, yeah bare yeah, knuckle yeah. boxing. I'm ready to just beat the shit out of Virgin River. Yes. And that's what I'm yeah. doing. Yeah. 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 Let all of the rage and exhaustion and all the overstimulation from the Cushiel series like bleed into this. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> Goodbye, everyone. See you tomorrow. Later. If you show later. up. And um, if you have eyes. Bye, boy. We need our toes. <laughs> <laughs>